Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Bradley Ellis. Yeah. Ben Moore. Hi. Brandon Jones. Woo. Brandon Jones. Huh? What can you t- What can you tell us? What is Judges Week? What is that? Judges Week. Look, some of us at these outlets don't have a lot of time. You know, E3 comes and like mm-hmm. we got people to meet. Yeah, we got places to go. Yeah, we don't have time to play all your games. Uh, and so, uh, actually, though, uh, a it's month true. a month yeah. before E3, it's really <laughs> smart for publishers that are willing to come out uh, to Los Angeles. And uh, a, a lot of these events happen on the west side, which is really nice. It's close, you know, to where I live. That uh, they they set up in a lot of these hotels and um, show off. Uh, so a lot of things I saw was work in progress. Some stuff I saw maybe a trailer for something that would be playable at the show. Uh, but a lot of it is before the show gets crazy and before you could possibly miss this, let me put this in front of your eyeballs so you can understand what you're looking at. So in in our uh, in the case of Easy Allies, how I'm hoping a lot of this stuff is going to work out, because some of these embargoes don't lift until actual E3, that you know, uh, some of you will go to appointments and then come back that night and say, hey, I didn't know this game even existed, but I played it. And then I'll say, so did I. (laughs) I played it last month. And then I can be a part of the conversation. Or I still reference, like, Judges Week from many years prior. There's still some games that I only played for 10 minutes, but I can talk about that I only got a chance to check out at Judges Week. Have you ever seen someone sketchy (laughs) at a Judges Week? Have you ever seen someone with shifty eyes who you think is like, what? Is this per? Are you getting? Are you collecting secrets? We all have shifty eyes. Okay. Everyone is shifty at Judges Week. I kind of is it quiet? Is it like hushed? Uh, what is the environment like? It it depends on depends on the publisher. It, it feel mm-hmm. it, it does feel bad though sometimes that you have just a really exciting game, something that you know you get the you get the schedule from Keeley and oh my goodness, look at that, that's going to be really Keeley great. Keeley sends out the schedules. Uh, yeah, Keeley's Keely, uh, Judges Week is all Keeley. Whoa. Um, and. Uh, and then the one after that is great, is a very exciting developer or a fun project, but you just can't, like, you're just buzzing. You just mm-hmm. walk in the room, but man, did you see that? Um, uh, one of them was, well, the one people would not shut up about that day was something that you checked out, uh, that I missed that appointment. And so I had to hear about it. Like, all the people were like, oh, God. And it was like, I, I, you know, Ben took over for me because I was sleeping in. Thank you very much, Ben, that morning, uh, coming back from Hawaii. And um, I from from how it sounded from the rest of them, I was like, oh, man, that sounded like a really fun, not only a fun game that I'm excited about, but man, they got a lot of time with it and that sounds like a great a, g- a good appointment to be at is it ever is there ever like a game that just out of your genre that you have to sit down and pretend to enjoy <laughs> like a like a, like a r- intense racing game maybe right like it's just like here uh, yeah and in this year's racing game but that's also the best because i, I have this opportunity i have the developer right there if i uh-huh. have questions i'm like you know i really don't know what i'm doing rome total war great example uh that was sure. not rome total war um total war three kingdoms was that judges week last year and i'm like boy here's a game that i would not make time for i would not get an appointment for this but i'm here it's playable let's do it jump into the demo make all sorts of mistakes play very horribly guy mm-hmm. over my shoulders like yeah i don't know okay, okay. i'll let you play mm-hmm. you know but it's fun to have that experience and fun to talk to other people you would get on the shuttle and go to the next appointment and there's someone next to me you know like uh um you know someone who maybe is from canada from the uk someone i don't get a a a chance that i know we know of each other we just don't get a lot of uh, opportunities to talk are you a big total war fan oh you are what'd you think you know i love having those perspectives i think think that might be my favorite thing about judges week is just hanging out with everybody just Uh, just seeing people this is not judges week kyle but i do have a a moment that was that exactly where it was a Konami appointment Mm -hmm. and there were two things that you could see and one of them we really wanted to see and the other was like, we're just not qualified to do this. It was Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain 
and Pro Evolution Soccer. Yep. Yep. And it was a it was a package deal. Oh, <laughs> uh, you couldn't get to one uh-huh. without going to the other. And gotcha. it's, that is nothing against Pro Evolution Soccer. It is just whatever you tell me will mean nothing to me, and yeah. I will be able to relay no meaningful information. Was that was that also the year they put Usain Bolt in it for no reason? I d- I don't remember. Okay, but sure, the guy sure. there was this. It was like a bar setup. And nice. I don't remember the guy's name, and I don't want to like name names or anything. But this guy was like kind of, I don't know if sleazy's like too harsh, but he was like, he was like used car salesmaning, like pro evolution soccer, and it was like one of the funniest things. And he was like, "Do you have any questions?" There's no way. <laughs> no, I just didn't yeah. have any. Mm-hmm. I, it ben, was worthless to be there. Yes, yeah. I went to the and I the literally the identical event at Judges Week. It was the same two games, and they divided us up into groups. And you could hear like in the announcement, like Group One will be these, you know, all of you people over here. Group Two will be over here. Group One will go play Metal Gear. Group Two will play PES. And you could just you could just feel <laughs> the energy. Yeah. Like, Damn. Yeah. yeah. That was also a fun event because Michael Damiani was there. I didn't know he was going to be there. We just went over where everyone... Here's where you're going to be playing. Damiani already seated, already playing Metal Gear Solid Five. Hey, I up? walk up to him, <laughs> creeping over his shoulder, like, what's up, man? I give him a nudge, and I just get this. Wait. Back to the game. <laughs> so that reminds me of, like, the Phantom Pain opening credits where it's like, you know, you're going and you're doing a mission, and it'll be, yeah. like, featuring, and then you just, like, Michael Damiani comes in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so wait, yeah, this was Game Trailers era where Damiani had left Game Trailers, right? You hadn't seen him because he moved to Texas, and then you see him suddenly at E3, and that is what he gives you back. I don't remember. I, I don't know if it was before that. I think it was. I, I just wasn't expecting him to be here. It's not like I hadn't yeah. seen him in, in ages. I think he hadn't it was seen just him in like, ages oh, at I, that point. I wasn't expecting. He had already said goodbye to all of us. I'm going to Texas. I do, Yeah. I, and not, not like, unconfirmed. Hey, unconfirmed. I, I do not remember the timeline. Okay. Really right. funny if, if true though. Let's play Glenny's Cauldron. Uh, this is where our witch friend Glenny uh, is trying to make a most vile video game and doesn't really know a lot about video games, so she trusts us to pick up the ingredients. She gives us a, a, just enough doubloons to buy one ingredient per week. Our patrons, of course, are selling us these vile ingredients. Our first one comes from Zeno. You can only input up to four lowercase letters for you and your party's names. But (laughs) the default presets are all clearly over that limit while also being horrible names. Okay. Y2Kyle89 is selling that every town is a mandatory bad anime hot spring scene. And if you don't know what that would mean, Jones, as, as a non-anime <laughs> fan, uh, <laughs> this would imply that every town that we go to, okay. uh, the party splits up, the men and the women, they split up to go be in the hot springs. Oh, okay. But eventually someone's going to peak. <laughs> That's going to happen every time you go to a new town. Dude, someone's going to peak. I love this it. is a bad thing? <laughs> I love anime shaming Brandon for no reason. <laughs> it's like, we're the weirdos about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and not just Jones. For everybody at home, yeah. I assume a lot of people hear bad anime spring, hot spring scene. I have no idea what that would mean. Yeah. I mean, now that we've said that out loud, I have a yes. feeling that even if we don't pick that and then do this game jam, people are going to put that scene in the game anyway. They should. But every right. town? That'd be hilarious. Every single town, even like Endgame. <laughs> That's what makes it fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go fight this ancient evil. But first. There should be like a long pause too. <laughs> they come in just like, oh, wow. Oh, look at that stand over there. Cool. I'm like, 
Well, don't open your mouth. One town doesn't have springs, so they just go into some guy's like bathroom or something. You know, yeah. like man, no, we don't have springs. Spring. Are you sure? Yeah. As long as it's like there's a separation, there's a wall, and somebody peeks. What I'm if okay there's like a that. haunted hot spring or something haunted like that? Haunted hot spring sounds so cool, dude. Yeah. So wait, so there wasn't a hot springs in Dragon Quest Eleven because it worked well in the story and brought more to that world. They were obligated to do that, Ben? It's a thing, Brandon. Wait, yeah. so there was a hot spring scene in Dragon Quest Eleven. It's a whole hot springs yeah. town. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's okay. like it's like by the volcano, and they have yeah. Does somebody in, peek? It's in the contract. There's no peeking. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember any peeking. Maybe I was playing it wrong. I could have missed it. I wasn't like looking out for the peeking. They're giving a cutscene. <laughs> he like goes to bed. Yeah, like, oh, uh, I get a text message from Brandon. Hey, was somebody peeking? <laughs> I might have missed that. Did you, did you have to do something special? <laughs> I gotta play it again now. I gotta be sure. Okay, so I'm, I'm at a loss here whether we want to pick this or not. Yes. We yes. do want to pick I this. I want it because of the theming of the hot springs. Yes. Could be sweet. Okay. All right. I'm Rick. always and I'm always a fan for the persistence rather than something you have to deal with once and then move on. You're gonna forget about that name thing by the time you're done with the Are campaign. Are you really? If your character has a, like a dumb name or a little four character name? There's not as much as you like surviving that really tough boss fight, and then you get to the last town you haven't been to, and just like, oh, it sucks that that one character died that we lost them, you know. Anyway, stand over the hot springs, <laughs> and someone still peeks. Yep. <laughs> They've reached their emotional climax, like, but then there's still like some weird horn dog. The twentieth time you do it, and you hear the line like, "Oh, it's so nice to get away from the boys." Oh! Yusuke! <laughs> 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 Baka! Okay. I want All more right. towns. We have to have at least 20 towns now. Uh, Y2 Kyle, we took the Yeah, bait. that's awful. <laughs> We're buying your ingredient. <laughs> We're trying to make awful games, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, and to be clear, we are going to do a game jam. We're going to do two more weeks of Glenny's Cauldron, but there'll be categories the next two weeks. Uh, and then after that, after we've picked that final ingredient, the game jam will begin. We'll have a month to make either Casarara's game or Glenny's game, and then we'll judge them. Uh, the community will judge them, and then the winners will get streamed. We'll play them. Cool. 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 And I have to be honest, the way I was picking ingredients toward the end, once we decided to do the game jam, I was like, could we do that in a game jam? You know what I mean? I was like oh, trying last to last like, week's was brutal. Hmm. I don't even remember what it was last week, but I remember thinking at the time when I was cutting the podcast, like, ooh, that is a, that is a challenge for a developer to yes. actually put that in there. Kyle, uh, yikes. Yeah. If you ever if you ever really get lost for opening segments for this podcast, you explaining anime tropes to Brennan would be very yeah. funny. Ben, that could be its own podcast. <laughs> it could be. That could be its own podcast. School yeah. trip for the next one. Yeah. Sundere. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> let's do corrections. Begin corrections music, please. So <laughs> the weird Capcom DLC was for Dead Rising 3, and it's called Super Ultra Dead Rising 3 Arcade Remix Hyper Edition EX Plus Alpha. Um, there are bosses in Dead Rising 4, but they're not called psychopaths. They're called maniacs instead. Maniacs are a bit of a downgrade from psychopaths. They don't have cutscenes introducing them, and the fights are similar in design, more like fighting an AI bot than a proper boss. Uh, the game developers of Friday the 13th were not sued. The owner of the rights of the franchise, Sean Cunningham, who was also the director of the original film, was sued for ownership of the rights by the writer of the original film, Victor Miller, Ooh. who won the court case, Ooh. and then the developers were forced to stop updating the game afterwards. Juicy. Uh. So they got the rights legit, right? They went to the person who owned them, but it turns out that person did not in fact own them. It's unfortunate. Whoa. Yeah, cr pretty crazy. Wild that it took that long to settle that, considering they were both involved in the original film. Were, I know, were you, why not? You were waiting on this weird video game to you, then drop the hammer? Like, I guess so. 
Crazy. People are better. When they smell money. Yep. Uh... Oh, we talked a bit about last week in one of our love and respect questions about like uh, games having broadcast modes, and some people wrote up some cool things that Gears of War has a sparks and censored language mode. Didn't know that. They've had that since Gears 2, uh, and Black Ops 3 has a disabled graphic content thing. But also, want to address a bunch of comments. You know, we can end corrections music here, because it's not much corrections, but it's like, a, we, have to, we have to talk about this, because I think this is bizarre. Okay. Ben Brad Jones. We had a comment from a father who said, like, hey, when I'm playing God of War with my kids, I think they were aged like 12, 10 or 12, when they are 10 or 12, like, I don't want to, like, go through that sex scene with them. And then, like, the we got, like, hundreds of comments that are like, oh, so ripping up a Cyclops' eye is okay, right. but sex, a natural, beautiful thing, isn't? <laughs> and it's just like, what? Would you want to watch that scene with your dad? Right. When you're, you're 12 years old, you want to watch that scene with your dad? Uh. And so, like, I don't... I'm having a hard time dealing with this thing because like this is this was the 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 children and the father like playing a game together yeah. and I totally get why you would not want to like rotate an analog stick to pleasure a woman like <laughs> with your child right next to you. And I like I don't like is this simply a, is that a US thing? Like is that cool? In in Europe. Is it is that We're like, not in Europe, there's no way to say. Is it just like look well, son? Let us know. Very cool in Europe. <laughs> I pleasured her, son. It's like what, no, the, yeah. what? <laughs> the birds and the bees conversations, just them playing God of War. Even non interactive. I remember the sex scene in Time Cop. I went to go see Time Cop with yeah. my buddy Jeff and his dad, and he just having his dad there in the row in the theater was like uh, Okay, yeah. And so like uh, to really get into it, to be like, oh, like violence is fine, it's just like those scenes are intended to arouse. Like, that right. is what they're intended to do. <laughs> it's not simply like, sex is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yes, I agree. We need to procreate. We need to do things like that. But. Not what I was expecting on this podcast. Not next to your family. Not next to your family. <laughs> um, I mean, I do I do agree on some, like, very broad and basic level. And I think that, that's what most of the comments were about. That, to be like, fair. yeah. yeah <laughs> probably the United States has is weird, more weird about sex than they should be in comparison to how they are about violence. Yeah. Yes. But a lot of, we, uh, uh, sometimes comments like act like they're the first person to ever like come up with that idea. Like, whoa, (laughs) so you're okay with this, but not this. Yeah. That's like trying to make it something that it isn't. I agree with you where it's like, hey, this, he's the father's just like, this makes me uncomfortable. I don't really want to experience that with my son. He's not saying like, yeah, violence. That's yeah. not, that's not what he's saying. It's a, it's a very individual experience. And that's all that he's commenting on. He's not trying to make some grand statement about either of those things. Yes. It's also corporate censorship versus personal censorship. Like a broadcast mode would mean you get to change these settings for yourself. Yeah. So whether they're available or not, that's not, you know, altering your experience. Actually, in the comments, saw a lot of support for a broadcast mode. It would, like, help a lot of people out. Yeah, If a lot of games just had, like, bloop, make this okay to stream, okay to air, whatever. And in a streaming sense, it's nice to just turn off music, turn off, you know, to have those options, whatever they are. Yeah. It could be all sorts of stuff. Uh, we have a jam-packed episode this week, one in which that I should not have started off with fluffy stuff. We should have gone <laughs> straight to the news this week. Uh, we have three more episodes until E3 begins, uh, so we're going to do our E3 previews. Uh, but we're going to start with some hot, hot news. There's too, much, there's too much hot news to ignore to skip straight to E3. Our hottest news is a rumor regarding the next game from... From software. Oh, the hottest news. This is the hottest. Brad, what do you know about this? Give me. Uh, So I've heard two things about it. One is that it 
George R. R. Martin is like consulting upon this project. It could be a Game of Thrones game, and I've heard also that it's like a takes place in the northern, like a northern kind of vibe game. Mm-hmm. So maybe like Vikings, Norse gods, something like that. That's pretty much the, the gist of I know. Open world, something about horseback riding. That's all I know. But you're stoked on this. Hell yeah, I'm stoked. All right, let's get through the timeline on this. Uh, so the reason why we're talking about it this week is that Game of Thrones finale happened. George R. R. Martin, creator of Song of Ice and Fire. Correct. Nice. Uh, uh, wrote a blog post saying, like, look, dudes, I'm fine. I'm good. Uh, it was like, and, and so in that post, uh, I want to read a quote. Um, there are these short films I'm hoping to make, adaptation of classic stories by one of the most brilliant, quirky, and original writers our genre has ever produced. I've consulted on a video game out of Japan, and then there's Meow Wolf, and then that was the end of that paragraph. By the way... What's Meow Wolf? It is really cool, Brad. Uh, it's in Santa Fe. Uh, they're making one in Colorado and one in Vegas, but it is like an experience house. It's like... the it, Dude, Brad... Experience house? Yes, dude. It is... It's like the, the, I'm so glad I didn't knew nothing about Meow Wolf until I walked into Meow Wolf. You get it. If you're in Santa Fe. Wait, you've been to a Meow Wolf? I've been. What, what is a Meow Wolf? <laughs> what is it? I, what then, is an experience I house? almost brought it One up on Frame Trap. told I, what yeah, Meow Wolf is. Because this is like, the kind of stuff you should bring on Frame Trap. There's like a real life video game in like a rented out uh, bowling alley that George R. R. Martin consulted on and turned into like an experience <laughs> house. What does any of this mean? What is <laughs> called Meow Wolf? What do you do? <laughs> Brad, you walk in, you you collect the clues, dude. Are you serious? <laughs> it's a scavenger hunt. It's not. A, it's 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 a a narrative experience. Yeah, it is insane. Okay, you know what it is. I've done stuff. I've done stuff similar to this. Cool, cool. And cool, I'm, cool. I want millions Experience of experiences. House is like yes, the yes. most vague thing you could possibly I know, say, dude. But, but I there want are, to keep it. There are actors, it. right? I'm assuming there's are zero there, actors. No actors. Well, Interesting. Oh. Did, did you join a cult? <laughs> yeah, what happened? I think. I mean, <laughs> one W or two W's. Uh, but anyway, uh, the, prior to that, there was a rumor from a uh, YouTube channel called Spawn Wave that said that George R. R. Martin was writing on uh, the next From Software game, an open world fantasy game. And so then, when this popped up, this this post that said, "I'm I'm what did he was I'm, I've consulted on a video game out of Japan." That was enough for other sites to say, okay, we heard some stuff too. If if Germ is going to go out there and say that, we're going to get in on this too. Um, let me give you some of Gematsu's reporting. Um, a person familiar with the ongoings at From Software has told Gematsu that the project, said to be known internally as GR, Gematsu has uh, asked to only share the acronym, and in development for the past three years is an open world title with horse riding, as Brad said, and collaboration between Hidetaka Miyazaki and George R.R. R. Martin, published by Bandai Namco, which will be officially announced at Microsoft's E3 2019 <sighs> press conference. Hot. How, how could you not be excited? That's hot. Yeah. I do. I like, man, this would have been just the craziest E3 announcement. It, it sucks that it's had to yep. come out this way, but like that's, that's <laughs> from the software, dude. All yeah. Their stuff gets leaked. Yeah. So I hear you, but I, I feel like, unlike maybe other things, knowing about this doesn't make it less special to me. That trailer, man, is going to be you know, yes. You know who yeah. this hurts? Not from software. Anyone else doing anything with horses at E3 because the trailer starts and some guy rides in on a horse. <gasps> is this it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not. Oh, okay. oh uh, you're so right. <laughs> well, I would be excited for this, but mm-hmm. now I'm kind of bummed. Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought it was 
that Assassin's North, North Assassin's be, yeah. Creed game, huh? huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ubisoft. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're so right, Jones. <laughs> um, I want to add before we get delve even deeper into this. Games Radar had some details. Uh, I didn't know. Uh, it was unclear where they got this stuff. It seems like it started with Games Radar. Um, that in addition to the Norse mythology, some some details about like killing kings and like how you actually progress through the game mm-hmm. and the title GR. They're not scared to share something. Uh, rune, right? Great rune. Yeah. Yeah. Killing kings, huh? Killing kings, baby. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. You don't like how Game of Thrones ended? Well, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go nuts. <laughs> Create your own ending. That's the power of games. Uh, I think this is going to be a huge game. I think this is going to be enormous. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they said, yeah. like, yeah. worked on for three years already. Yeah. yeah. That thing's probably ready to pop soon. Uh, it's just, that's probably a dream team. next year. It seems like. Yeah. Can, can you imagine being Miyazaki and just being like, well, everything I do is good and it just keeps coming. Like, what a position. I can't imagine. Yeah. The, hits, the hits just keep coming, dude. Yeah. It's like the Beatles just cranking them out. Like, and yeah. the thing is, is for me, like, we just got done with Sekiro, which I very much enjoyed. Yes. And now we're building up to this. Like, from software, dude, just pumping these games out yeah. with mm-hmm. such high quality. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not much to cover on this story. There's uh... not like a... It's just... None of that makes me less excited for the game. Every new detail is like cool, 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 cool. Norse mythology. Yeah. I think mean, we talked about it with the Ubisoft, with Assassin's Creed, right? And uh, it's obviously going on strong with God of War. And so there's a little less intrigue to it. Mm-hmm. I, just I do think too human. the the open world part is interesting. Like, what? How does that translate? Especially for From Software. Yeah. How is that going to affect things like combat? Uh, what are you going to be doing in that world? Like, yeah, it, it's. I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think anytime you say open world, I wouldn't say I get scared, but I'm not like, oh, yeah, of course, that's going to be great. Like, yeah. it's not an assumed thing for me. A souls like open world, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have no fear. I have no fear for this game. I want to know yeah, more. Zero fear. Jones, you have any fears? No, not at all. Okay. Okay. Zero, all right. yeah, zero fear. Yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Zero fear. It's a busy week. Let's just move on. No fear for that game. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, cool. Uh, bummer that that stuff leaked, uh, but I mean George R. R. Martin did it himself in his own post. He yeah. said, "Hey, I was in Japan consulting like, on a game." What are you gonna do? About yeah. It? yeah. Whenever <laughs> you say consulting, like I, I really wondered how much. What does that mean? Like how much work did George how much R. R. Martin yeah. working on the story? Actually, yeah. Probably. Does it really matter in the end, though? It doesn't. It, like if it's bad, like oh, I, I stopped in for a few days, yeah. and if it's good, like I really helped them create the foundation for <laughs> yeah. it. Right. Great rune. I pitched the idea. Yeah. Is. J- is GR the code name a coincidence? <laughs> Probably. Okay. All right. Just making Funny sure. Though. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Next story is just huge too. That 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 out of nowhere, Sony and Microsoft showing up, CEOs shaking hands. What's going on here? What is this photograph here? Even that. Look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It makes me laugh. Uh, and so I like. You think okay, so like what? They're just like their tech halves are no, like their their gaming companies are are working together, and so I want to like I want to I want to give you what I copied was from Yahoo Finance. I like their perspective on this because it's strictly business, baby. So I want to like I want to introduce this story to everyone at home through Yahoo Finance. 
Microsoft and Sony Corp, uh, two dominant names in the gaming console industry, recently signed a Memorandum of Understanding. I had to Wikipedia that. Uh, Wikipedia says a memorandum of, memorandum of Understanding is a more formal alternative to a gentleman's agreement. Basically, it's like a contract that has no binding, uh, no binds to it. Mm-hmm. You can't uh, break the law by doing anything that's outside of that memorandum. It's kind of just like, hey, yeah, want to work together, but like not be bound to anything. This makes high level business sound really fun. Yeah, yes. Like it imagine, does. imagine what like you know, you get in your inbox where it's like, oh, cool, another coupon of Domino's. Like these guys are waking up and they're like, hey, man, you want to do this memorandum? Yeah. That's way more. It's like you're being in a fantasy book. But I think you. <laughs> it's like that. Um, I feel like you start with contract though, and then like it's probably it's like some things break down, and then like you go back to Dude, the memorandum. They went out to eat. They're eating steaks. Yes. They're like, hey, let's just be relaxed about this. They probably got yeah. a few drinks in them. Mm-hmm. Steaks. They probably killed a whole hog and like roasted <laughs> over the fire on their islands. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like this has been, apparently been in in the works for a year. Around a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was interesting is that shortly, uh, you know, what, I should keep reading the the article. Um, per the deal, the companies will explore the utility of Azure cloud computing capabilities to provide immersive gaming experience to the end user. Woo! Uh, basically, Sony wants cloud gaming. Uh, they kind of have it with PlayStation now, but they see the writing on the wall. They see. Google saying like, hey, this is the future. And they're like, you know what? You're kind of right. Mm-hmm. So they went to Microsoft. They saw Microsoft as their best option mm-hmm. for a streaming service mm-hmm. in the future. What I thought was kind of cool is uh, uh, Bloomberg wrote an article uh, shortly after this. T- <laughs> let, me, let me give their headline. Sony's deal with Microsoft blindsided its own PlayStation team. Yeah. So apparently uh, the PlayStation team, uh, a lot of them did not even know this was coming. Uh, that just it was like top brass in on this agreement. Um, top brass in Tokyo, says Bloomberg. But I thought this, re- this part was really interesting from them, saying that by 2023, 2% of gaming revenue will come from cloud gaming. Basically, even in 2023, cloud gaming is not going to be the the. And this is a this is a plan for deep deep future. Mm-hmm. This is not a PlayStation 5 yeah. plan. This is not, you know, Xbox Scarlet thing. Like, this is... They're making this memorandum right now so that, like, deep, deep in the future, when cloud gaming becomes the future, they're prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Is it weird to see these two companies work together? I think it's less weird than it used to be. Um, And these things aren't necessarily, like, explicitly connected, but I feel like on this podcast over the last 12 months or so, we've had a lot of stories that have felt similar in tone to this where it's like, hey, Microsoft is really pushing cross-platform play. Hey, Microsoft is talking to Nintendo about doing stuff on the Switch. Now you're getting this story where it's like Sony and Microsoft working together. And so I I, I do feel like we keep getting these stories of Microsoft trying to work aggressively with other people that maybe they wouldn't have in the past. Do you think it's a push from Google? Do you think it's a push from outside forces, from Apple saying we got streaming coming? You know, is it maybe? Yeah, I mean, that, that always happens, right? Like, whenever there's this new advent of technology, you have, like, the people that are coming out with stuff or leading the charge, and you have other people being like, well, okay, we need, th- we need to put our business over there. How are we going to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
pretty crazy. To me, it's kind of future news. Uh, the news that we had from this week is that both of their stocks rose. Uh, Sony had other good news announced uh, to announce on that day, so you can't say like this directly uh, mm-hmm. uh, correlated with their stock increase. Um, stock buyback. Explain it to me someday. Uh, but anyway, Sony stock went up, Microsoft stock went up. It was like well received, and yeah, I don't think we'll see the fruits of this for years to come. So interesting. Yeah. I think it's a lot about the what companies they specifically want to lock down that are willing to invest. Like obviously, Ubisoft is, is invested with Google. You know that was a phone call that went well. Google called Ubisoft and like we this is a a multi prong campaign. Like we're going to be we we want to use Odyssey as an example of something we can talk about before we even announce Stadia. And then when we announce Stadia, we would like you to be there. You know, uh, um, showing off the game and 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 showing your support. And I wonder if um, it's not necessarily going to be a question of like you know it. What service is best? What runs the best? Because a lot of that is circumstantial in terms of like what network you're on, or you know, I, I imagine all of that is in flux as this technology advances. I wonder if it's really Sony and, and uh, Microsoft specifically being like, let's lock down as many names as we possibly can. Yeah, like Sony's like called Insomniac and be like, don't you, don't you dare, yeah. <laughs> like don't you leave, <laughs> you know. And so I, I wonder if they realize like there's just so many companies in between us that like you don't own, we don't own, we're not going to own them in this instance. But once they see us partnering together, they're going to be like, I'd much rather you know work with if I'm a third party, I'd much rather work with these known entities on consoles that I know and trust rather than this new interesting thing that. Like you were saying, it's we're not it's future proof, we're not there yet. Yeah. So Stadia is exciting, but like is it gonna be huge right when it comes out? I don't know. So it's it would probably really scary to invest in something like that out of the gate. Sure. Also, this deal could fall apart in any second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No obligations. No strings attached, baby. Uh juicy, juicy rumor. Straight from Jason Schreier. Is he not the MVP? He's Juicy Jason. Juicy Jason, <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I feel like he's the MVP. I feel like I would have half as many podcast topics if not for He's that He's got the scoops for you. He's yes. putting the logs on the fire for yes. sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> here's, here's an article published on Kodaku this week. Sources. Call of Duty 2020 in upheaval as Treyarch takes over plans Black Ops 5. So here's the details from this, the Cliff's Notes. Um, first of all, we're all, we all are expected to just accept at this point that uh, Modern Warfare 4 is this year's Call of Duty. That Infinity Ward is working on Modern Warfare 4. It's just like, get over it, people. That's what's happening. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's like the least in- interesting part of this whole thing. So we're talking about 2020's Call of Duty game, uh, the cross-gen one, the one where we have new consoles launching. This is the game that we'll be playing. So uh, Raven and Sledgehammer were working on that game together. Uh, those two, These two development studios... Uh, Raven in particular was kind of like backburnered for a long time. Used to be a great studio on their own, then just kind of like made maps and support. And so it was kind of exciting that they would team up with Sledgehammer. I think they were like leading it even uh, to make a whole Call of Duty game on their own. Uh, Maybe alleviating, you know, the cycle that Activision has with Call of Duty games. Um, That was going on until recently. By the way, they were making a Cold War game. Their game was going to take place during the Cold War. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Kotaku suggested some like strong Vietnam element, but yeah, that's cool. Cool time period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Neat spy stuff. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, they're not leading the project anymore. Treyarch is going back in. Treyarch just released Black Ops Four last year, yeah. mm-hmm. so they're going to go on a two game, two year game cycle. Apparently, they're not super stoked about it. <laughs> right, uh, but uh, Treyarch also talked to someone who was stoked about it because at least they know. 
at least they know exactly what that game is going to be, and they can work just on that for two years. Whereas I think Black Ops 4 was kind of a mess the whole time. Uh, by the way, the campaign for Black Ops 5 will take place during the Cold War. Uh, so, Which uh, does make sense for Black Ops. That's where they started somewhat. Right, but then we went deep future, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, like, they're just basically taking the campaign that Raven and Sledgehammer were already, like, deeply in progress of and, and putting that into uh, Black Ops 5. Whatever. Hey, yeah. mm. who cares? It's cool. <laughs> um, uh so, I mean, we can just start there. Actually, I want to include this last paragraph, which I think is the juiciest part, and then we'll kind of disseminate on this stuff. Um, one primary reason behind this Call of Duty upheaval, according to two people familiar with happenings at Activision, is the tension between Sledgehammer and Raven, whose, staffs, whose staff are said to have argued frequently during the past year of development on Call mm. of Duty 2020. Two people familiar with the project described it as a mess. So yeah. those two studios did not get along. Mm. And that's that, that's basically why Treyarch is stepping in on an off year and like having to like wrap this up. Mm. That's Activision pretty nuts. put them on timeout. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's pretty nuts. I mean, I, I, it's, it's kind of similar to what we were seeing with um, uh, Anthem's teams, right? Where just like in, inter-studios are like thinking of themselves as different studios and better than or less than. Um, presumably. That is all we have for Raven and Sledgehammer. Not, nothing beyond that. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was, that's crazy yeah. that basically you lost your game because you're in disagreement with each other. It's crazy. Yeah. Couldn't see eye to eye on anything. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's more than that, right? It's not just that they're, they're fighting with each other. It's they're <clears throat> fighting with each other and that is hurting the quality of the thing and we need to make a decision. Yes. And I don't doubt that Activision made the right decision. It is, it's hard to have two creative teams like that working on one creative project. Right. I just, I feel so bad for Treyarch. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, everybody kind of got screwed thing. in this one. I often wonder that, though, when, like, a, a game that I'm not that familiar with, you know, when I'm playing it and, like, four logos flash by, it's like, how'd that work? You know, like, I always wonder, like, it'd be nice to have a little subtitle there knowing, like, who did what, you know, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. but that, yeah, that's got to be tricky, especially for something where uh, I imagine you have to have a very clear vision, a very clear directive, because like, this is Call of Duty. We got to be on time. Like, we can't, yeah. we cannot put this off. And so, uh, I wonder if that was less about like really crazy creative decisions and more like, you know, we, we have to do this a certain way because we don't have time. Like we don't have time to, to deviate. Mm -hmm. um, seems kind of gossipy though. This one's a little weird. It, it's it's weird saying these two companies are fighting without having any idea. Because with the the other thing about Anthem with, within Bioware is they you know would illustrate very specific points yes. that were difficult. You had the and engine. Just had that paragraph. You had creative leads. You had the writers yes. that were trying to figure out what to do with the plot. You had the, the the nature of the game itself, which is something this industry is still trying to figure out. I think Ubisoft's taken the lead with Division Two this year, but. Um, just being like, yeah, they didn't like each other. It's like, I need a little more information I before I'm really going to sink into that one. But Sure. And like you're right, for the Sega's podcast, we shouldn't sink into that point further. Yeah, you, you want, I want both of these companies to rebound. All three. And if it's there's this rumor, oh, Raven's tough to deal with. Like, oh, based on what? I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, Jones, yeah. thank you for bringing that point up. I truly appreciate that. Um, it's, go ahead. Sorry, I just wanted to say, like, it, it really is crazy thinking about it where, like, man, hats off to Trier because... No one is coming out with stories that feel as big or consequential with the rate that he is coming out with them on. So, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, one regret I had from last impressive. week, actually. We had two stories from Variety that were very good. And I forgot to mention that Variety is, unfortunately, the gaming aspect of Variety right. is shutting down post oh. E3. 
post and, like, the day of E3. <laughs> right. Literally the last day of E3. When E3 closes, so does Variety Gaming. So that was a huge bummer because, yeah, I think Variety's been doing some good work, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, Polygon does absolutely. But, yeah, uh, nothing on Shire scale. <laughs> um, man, Call of Duty is in a weird spot. And it feels like it's getting weirder all the time. So we touched on that a little bit, too. Apparently Activision's not super stoked on how much money it's making currently. Mm-hmm. Sold okay. Sold great. But then, like, the revenue. Yeah. Of it, yeah. yeah. And, like, we'll move on to the next point from there is that also in this article mentioned that uh, there are people within Activision considering free-to-play components for 2019's Call of Duty game. And there are people within Activision pushing back against that. So we're going to see who won that battle come this fall. I mean, for a very, very, very long time, Call of Duty was operating in a space where it didn't have any competition that was on its level. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, not the case anymore. And it's it's made the way Call of Duty is releasing and monetizing feel very weird. And, like, that feeling is only going to get worse unless they do something to change it. Do you mean like the season pass map pack thing? Uh, yeah, I mean releasing at a $60 price point every year with the DLC in this way. Like I just I don't see that being a model that's going to grow. Yeah. No matter no matter what totally. direction they take the game, like that I don't think people are going to respond to that anymore. And so I there's, I think they yeah. have to just fundamentally change the monetization. There's too much to pick from game. now. Yeah. There's too much to pick from and a lot of it is getting updated more frequently and at a cheaper price. Yeah, look at Fortnite. Right, exactly. exactly. Constant. And so, yeah, the, we, the weird part is, if you're a business, if you're Activision, hey, we made a ton of money off Call of Duty last year. You know, we mm-hmm. made, you know, buku bucks. But uh, it's like, how long do you ride that out before you make the change? Because, hey, they could put out another $60 game with another dumb season pass map pack. They will make a lot more money. Oh, not more money, as Ben said. They'll make a ton of money, though. They'll mm-hmm. be number one, number two of the year. Right. Uh, and so how long do you do that until like people won't return to you the year after? It's tricky, I think. I don't look at Guitar Hero. Yes. Like, how long did that take? Like, that was a crash, but man. Because mm-hmm. they were trying to ride it out. They were trying to be responsible, and then it just sank. But what was the thing that was most talked about with Black Ops 4? Like, without question. No campaign? No, no, no. Well, okay, yes, but I mean, like, the thing that it actually oh. released with. <laughs> it's Battle Royale mode. It's, it's Battle Royale mode. Yes. Like, regardless of how you feel about it, that was the thing that dominated attention. Yeah. yeah. And that was, them, that was the thing that took the biggest shift. And so, like, I, I see what you're saying. Like, if we're going to keep making money, why not just keep doing it? But on another level, I feel like you have, like, very immediate examples of let's just do something. Like, let's, let's, let's go after something that we think would be more lucrative. Yeah. Make Call of Duty free to play. Like, I'm not saying that I would personally enjoy these these decisions, but from a business perspective, I don't see why you wouldn't do it. Yeah, because they could just make their battle royale mode free to play. Because like every other battle royale is free to play. Yeah, like all of them. <laughs> all the hugest ones are free to play. Mm-hmm. But they're charging you sixty dollars to play it. How much is Apex? Is it thirty? Apex is free. Apex, Apex is, is free, free, man. Yeah. you're right. Apex is free. Like, everything yes. is free in battle yes. royale. Yeah. Man, I, but I, Brad, I feel like this year's game would have sold worse if not for that. But what if it had didn't have battle royale? Yes. Oh yeah. Probably. On the other hand, though, you would have made more money. They're they're concerned about their revenue across mm-hmm. the year. They would have made more money off a free to play battle royale. I don't know, and it's like I get what you're saying. For like for me, it's hard to get invested in a Call of Duty game. 
because there's a new one every year. Yes. So the site, like, it doesn't last. You get, you you buy your microtransactions in this, and you got it for one game, one year. I've, yeah. I've had that exact feeling with multiplayer, where it's like, all right, cool. I've had I've had fun with this. I've played it. I, I like some of the new changes that they're making. But then you like you you get to that point where it's it's about the grind, where it's just all right, ranking up and and doing that treadmill. And you're like, I'm just gonna have to do this again next year. Yeah, like it's a little demoralizing. It, it really it sure. does. It demoralizes you because it doesn't it doesn't feel special anymore. Yeah, it doesn't even it feels it just feels like nothing because it's you're just gonna start over all over again. Whereas I guess like in something like League of Legends and CS:GO, yeah, I've right, been going for right yes. years. Yes. Like, League of Legends has been going for, like, a decade or something like that. And my skin still work, baby. Still, I think it's And still, you, yeah. that, that generates loyalty. Yeah. 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 I totally get that. So, yeah, I mean, if if they go free-to-play, I won't be surprised, and I don't think I'll complain. I think when we, we cover that story on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I just you, Call of Duty Battle Royale. Just release that. Have that be its own standalone thing. Yeah. Have all of the Call of Duty developers work on it in some way, you know, creating skins yeah. or modes or something. I just, have that be a big collaborative effort. That uh, we just will have forever. It'll be I free just, to play, yeah. and yeah. we'll just add to it forever. And it'll, it'll, you know. I don't think people care about just multiplayer as much, the traditional sense they had of like deathmatch and stuff before as much because everyone wants to just play battle royale now. Yeah. So that's my question to the panel: is if we have this really cool free to play Call of Duty, do we keep making yearly campaign plus multiplayer games for sixty dollars? Well, the, the only thing for me is, I honestly don't know where we're at in like the shelf life of battle royale. I mean, sure. I think I think what Fair. made Call of Duty, such a commanding presence with Modern Warfare, in particular what made it blow up so much, is that it felt so forward-thinking, is that it it was leading the charge, it wasn't chasing after the trends. Mm -hmm. And so, I I don't know, on some level, like, yeah, maybe do Battle Royale right now while people are excited about it, and you can still get something out of that, but try new things. Like, how much attention would you get if it's like, hey, Call of Duty is doing a new type of multiplayer? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's easier said than done coming up with a brand new concept, but I don't know. I I don't. I think just doing Battle Royale is not a a, a long term solution either. I hear you. But there's like, there's room, I feel like, for maybe one or two type of these games. Sure. Like shooters. Like with MOBAs, there's Dota and there's League, and like that's pretty much it. Yeah. Right now, it's Apex and um, Fortnite. Fortnite, like. What was the other one? Uh, PUBG. PUBG. Like I don't know how well it's doing. I'm sure it's like still PUBG there and fine. Still doing great. But, but yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I'm with you, Ben. Like I would love them to like chase something new, but it is so hard to just come with that concept. Right. That's what I'm hoping Halo Infinite kind of is. What? I feel like because like Halo was like the <laughs> the like console multiplayer game when it came out. You know Easily. what I'm saying? Yes. But I feel like the hype for Halo, like people still love Halo. I'm not like doubting that or anything. But I feel like the general consensus of it is like excitement has gone down. Yes. Especially with four and five and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like I'm hoping Infinite brings them to the table that makes like them stand out. Oh, you mean like a mode? Yeah. Like where they're not necessarily chasing something, they're introducing something. Cool. Like of course that's super hard to do, but that's what yeah. I'm hoping they do. I think they thought they had that with that card mode. Yeah. They like thought they had it. They really thought like, oh, we yeah. cracked it. And like, it's they they're thinking. They're at least thinking, Brad. They want. Yeah, yeah, they want course. to give you that thing. Of course they do. But that thing is so hard to. I know it is. You basically just have to copy it. 
you have to see PUBG doing it and you have to copy it as fast as possible. I really think that's what you have to do. Yeah, it's like people saw what Daisy was doing, kind of stuff like that, and yeah. built off that kind of foundation. Well, right now, I would copy Dota Chest as quickly as I possibly could. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the thing is, is like, <laughs> it's like these, these, like Halo is a good example, or and Call of Duty is a good example, where I, I imagine from their perspective, they're also chained down to the legacy somewhat. Yeah. Where like what uh, what we talked about aggressively on this podcast was, well, how do we feel? about there not being a campaign. And like, because that was an expectation. There are so many expectations with these series, some of them big and some of them small, but if you don't have them or you don't do them or you change them, that's going to upset people. And that's something you constantly have to think about. And so I really think like the only way to capture the magic again and to create something on that level is it, it can't, I don't know if it can be Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, I don't know if, if Call of Duty is ever going to take over the world mm-hmm. in the way that it did before. It's it's going to be something else. That's a good point. Activision could use, like, an, a new franchise. Right. Go for it, dudes. Right. I'm sure it's been pitched. I'm sure each of these studios is like, hey, it, it's it's an elephant hunter game. And they're just they're like, like, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no, sure no. it happens. <laughs> I'm sure this it's is, so like... so hard to find elephant <laughs> hunter game. I'm sure this is underthinking <laughs> the problem, but... I mean, with Destiny, part of the excitement was this is what Bungie is doing after Halo. Could you do that with Treyarch where you could say like, hey, from the makers of Black Ops, here's this brand new thing that's way different. But do you you still have some goodwill there because it's Treyarch? I think you could. Yeah. I totally think you could. Especially if you have, you know, four studios working on Call of Duty. Give one of them a chance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you all hear that? Oh, it sounds like it is podcast halftime! The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of May. Sweet Justice, a sound design company from the southern shores of the UK. They've worked on some of the biggest AAA titles, the most refreshing indie titles, and collaborated with the best development teams in the world. Our gifted sponsor this month is the Able Gamers Foundation, a nonprofit charity that aims to improve the overall quality of life for those with disabilities through the power of video games. Creating opportunities that enable play in order to combat social isolation, foster inclusive communities, and improve the quality of life for people with disabilities. The link to donate is in the description. L. Fennis. Car Keys Express. If you need a replacement car key or a remote, check out carkeysexpress.com slash store. Use the coupon code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 10% off of your order. They are proud sponsors of Easy Allies. Hogue Law Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Or at least, that good business lawyer's YouTube and podcast series, Virtual Legality. This week in Virtual Legality, Hogue discusses deceptive advertisement claims against Ubisoft and The Division 2, the business deal behind the Microsoft-Sony Gaming Alliance, and of course, the finale of Game of Thrones. Check it all out at youtube.com slash H-O-E-G-Law or on your favorite podcast service. Fangamer, makers of officially licensed merchandise for games like Dark Souls, Hollow Knight, Stardew Valley, Undertale, Katamari Damacy, and Persona 5. Not to mention, Easy Allies t-shirts. Their newest products include the Hollow Knight Collector's Edition for Switch, PS4, and PC, a Prince and Katamari Magnetic Plush, and a Sans hoodie from Undertale. Check out their store at fangamer.com. Girls Make Games. 
Did you know that by third grade, girls begin to lose confidence in their math and technical abilities? And by seventh grade, they're no longer interested in a career related to technology like software development. That's where Girls Make Games comes in. They offer summer camps across the U.S. and in the U.K. and offer up to 100% financial assistance across all locations. Girls Make Games is on a mission to empower and inspire the next generation of designers, creators, and engineers. For more info and to support this mission, visit girlsmakegames.com. Uniqlo. Uniqlo is a Japanese fashion brand aiming to change the world through the power of clothing. With a focus on high quality and innovative textiles, Uniqlo is redefining everyday clothing by increasing the functionality of your wardrobe at an affordable price. They call it Lifewear Made for All. Visit uniqlo.com slash easy A to check out their collections, including new and upcoming graphic t-shirt collaborations with Nintendo, Star Wars, Street Fighter, Monster Hunter, and many more. That's uniqlo.com slash easy A. And our mega sponsor, Heroic Replicas. The fine folks at Heroic Replicas design and fabricate true-to-form, high-quality replicas and props. From legendary gear to keepsakes or all-metal creations, Heroic Replicas can make something special for you. Through the month of May, Heroic Replicas is auctioning off four unique items, one each week, with proceeds going directly to fund future months of sponsorship of Easy Allies. This week, the Chris Sword. You've never heard of the Chris Sword? Well, excuse me, princess. The Chris Sword is the magical short sword belonging to Link from the Legend of Zelda animated series. This replica features a cast resin hilt, a stainless steel blade, and holographic accents. This design is retiring after the auction, making this replica the last of its kind. Bidding on the Chris Sword starts at a dollar, and the auction ends Tuesday, May 28th. If you missed last week's auction, The Mermaid's Pendant, you can learn more by following at Heroic Replicas on Twitter. And don't forget to retweet the auction link if you'd like to help support Heroic Replicas and Easy Allies. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you. Brad repping that Uniqlo this week. That's right. Nice. You're wearing wearing the same shirt you wore last week. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I wore this shirt last week. Yes, because the green was on the table. And it you was said my, it's the same green? On my, my laptop. Oh, it's your laptop is the sticker. Yes. Oh, okay. So I'm tripling so you're, down, you're doubling baby. down on the green Branding. with your shirt. Got it. Branding, merchandise, money. Uh, <laughs> Hollow Knight. <laughs> yeah. Is your thing from Fangamer yeah. too? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay, so Ben's wearing a Hollow Knight hoodie. Nice. Uh, Jones and Jones? not supporting the sponsors. No, no. no, no. Where's that Jones shirt even coming from? I got my own style going on, okay? <laughs> I'm sponsoring have, myself. The stitch is weird <laughs> on the shoulders, man. Is that, is that a fashionable thing? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's an older that's shirt. That's normal. Okay, okay. All right. Look at your It's an older shirt. The color's shirt, fading Kyle. a little yeah, bit. It's I gotta, nice. My shirt has nice stitching. I gotta swap this out. I gotta get some new shirts. <laughs> it's just a little wrinkly, that's all. It's all falling apart. <laughs> Jones, to listeners. Also green. His shirt looks great. <laughs> his shirt looks great, listeners. Uh, so, E3 preview. I'm excited about this because, look, we're in the second half of the podcast. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk about maybe. Uh, Two publishers that we don't have too much to talk about, of course, beginning with EA, who this year will not even have a press conference. Uh, EA, at E3 this year, is going to be off-site. They're doing their own thing. They're doing EA Play. And in, in replacement of doing a press conference, they're just going to be live-streaming gameplay mm-hmm. and, and talks and discussions and interviews and stuff like that. Maybe a good call, because the only, like, pr- primarily we're just going to be talking about Star Wars Jedi Fallen yes. Order. That yeah. is probably, there's probably not going to be a game announcement. It's probably just going to be showing that game off a lot at E3. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing, right? Nope. It, to me, it's like it's like uh, Breath of the Wild. Just like, go nuts with it. Yeah. It, it's not a bad thing, but EA is definitely a publisher that 
I feel exhausted by. <laughs> like, like, I just, I feel like I kind of need a break from them, just talking about them. Because, like, the Battlefront 2, th- and there's probably things, better examples I can bring up than this, but the sure. Battlefront 2 thing was exhausting. The an- anthem was exhausting. It, like, it's just, it's just been a little exhausting. I think that's <laughs> probably why, like, they're working on Dragon Age. It's probably like, this is no way in shape ready to be shown at all, so yep. we're not going to even bother. Let's lay low. Yeah, they should lay low. Mm-hmm. I think streaming works also because, obviously, they're going to have Madden. Obviously, they're going to have FIFA. Like, there's going to be these humongous, yeah. huge money-earning franchises that they have, that they do every year, that people can count on, that, as far as I know, are, are still of... of it, it, from what I from what I learned reading sports reviews back at game trailers is that mm-hmm. the later you get in the gen, usually the less they start to screw up. Like it's really yes. the beginning of the gen that you fear and potentially avoid. Um, but I imagine both FIFA and Madden are, are in a pr- uh, probably a pretty good place. And they even with Star Wars, like I, there's some people that are not interested in Star Wars, or some people actively hate Star Wars, and so I don't think they're interested in uh, as, as uh, at all in, in what EA has to offer. And but I think it's smart for a company like DA to have tune in at, at eleven for this, tune in at one for this, tune in at three for this, so that the audience for that will show up, and we, we're not going to get this room of people who are all just firing. And you know, you got your Command and Conquer people over there, you got your Star Wars fans over here, you got your Dragon Age people just waiting for some sort of tease. Um, I think it's smart. Mm-hmm. It's, it's less exciting. Yeah. It's, it's less. It feels less like the Super Bowl, but it's probably smart for that company. Do you think? Um so last year we saw the debut of that Command and Conquer game, the mobile game that was like a uh, hex based. Uh, oh right, yeah. Uh, will we see the only live demo? <laughs> yeah. Do conference. you think we'll see like a thing like that at- there, like playable? Yeah. Maybe like play maybe something small and playable. Because like I wonder how much of it is hey we need to fill a press conference and I wonder how much of it is we're really excited to announce this thing and show this to people. Is it playable if nobody plays it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is. <laughs> it is. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I do also expect uh, at least some discussion about the EA originals, uh, to be clear about that. That is like EA's indie uh, label, basically. Right. Uh, where we saw Unravel 1 and 2, Faye, and yeah. Away Out. The best parts. Yeah. yeah. And the only other one announced for that is Sea of Solitude. That is the, oh, yeah. Yeah, the fifth uh, EA original. Um, I don't know if we'll see just that emphasized heavily. If we'll see more EA originals announced, uh, that'd be know. sweet. Yeah. Yes, They'd, like more smaller scale stuff. Yeah, awesome. they picked some great things. Yeah, um, and usually there's like a like three or four minutes spent on some sort of EA initiative toward the end of their press conferences, mm-hmm. where like, hey, we're giving this money to this fund, or we're we're developing an insane AI program, uh, and so like we won't have to deal with that this year. <laughs> That's kind of nice, but I do wonder. Uh, if we'll see anything, the results of any of those uh, investments, or if that's just a thing that was just, again, filling up a press conference. I do think it's immensely exciting, regardless, I guess, of how you feel about Star Wars, that the thing that EA is kind of using to anchor E3 this year is a respawn game. Sure. Yes. Like that's, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. What do we envision the demo? What are we envisioning? I mean, <laughs> I like wall running. Just yes. because respawn, right, I just right. immediately getting, go to that. Yeah. Getting out of the city. Yeah, this it's going to be an escape. Yeah. Yes. There's going to be lots of running. Hey, you, over there. Yes. <laughs> Char- character running. reveal probably at the end. Yeah. At the end, there'll be a cutscene or something, and like, oh, it's Chewie or something. You know? no, no, be no, 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 no. It's oh, Jar Jar, dude. dude. Do you think that's coming? Do you oh, think yeah. they'll have... It's gonna be like oh man. It's gonna be like Bosk Jones Are you kidding, or something? dude? Between three and four, that is prime... <laughs> 
They're everywhere. You have everybody. Like the you have everyone. Too, you, you have yeah. everybody. Yeah. You got hope you know, and You see Obi- Chewie. You got Obi Wan. And then there's a screen where it goes pre-order today to get access to Chewie scenes. Uh, pre-order to place Han Solo. Uh, so uh, Battlefront Two was super cheap recently. Uh, I think because of May the Fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got that. Brad had warned me. He said like the campaign, dude, don't play that. And there's like lots of cheap appearances from Star Wars characters. I was, it's just like it's, I was still unprepared. It's cool because like, would you like? I'm gonna spoil a guess a few things. You play as like Luke at a part, and you're like, dude, it's super early. You're like, sick, awesome, I'm Luke Skywalker, and it's just like you're chopping bugs. It's just kind of boring, dude. <laughs> you're Luke Skywalker. Brad, chop, Brad, bugs. I played that section of that yeah. game, and I forgot that I had played it. Yeah, I was like, Whoa, I forgot let's that it was go, even dude. in the game. Return of the Jedi, Luke, let's yeah. go, dude. And it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. The, right. the 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 climax of that scene is chopping bugs. It's yeah. about as exciting as like an auto scroller. Yeah. And yeah. it was, was like, okay. that's too crazy. Yeah. So okay. to that point, Jones, I really don't want to see any established characters in Luke this game. Skywalker will talk to you via hologram. But this thing, okay. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> so Titanfall 2. Or not Luke. Well, no, no, he's no. a baby. Not Luke. Right? Yeah, yeah, maybe Yoda. Maybe Yoda will chime in. Okay. On Maybe cell more Obi-Wan, dude. I would think more Obi-Wan. One of the most exciting things about Titanfall 2 in the campaign is that it was just full of ideas, man. Yes, they yes. were just they were trying to do things differently. They were trying to make it special. Yeah. And if that same mentality is applied to Star Wars, yeah. yes. Yes. You know what, Ben? Yes. Uh that one really cool sequence where they're like building a house. Uh, piece by piece, uh, the, the house factory of Titan. They can just put that in this oh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one would complain. Some droid. A lot of people would think place. it was new. A lot of people would be like, "Wow, this is really cool and innovative." And anybody who played that before would be like, "Yeah, this is this is. I'll play it again." Easily. Right. It's like it's just one of the best video game levels. It's really truly cool. And you're right. I should be excited about that. It, it is different teams. Uh, we'll we'll recognize that. Uh, but yeah, th- there's good reason yeah, to trust. This be an Imperial factory. Amaze you. Hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Then we TIE Fighters being built in Star Destroyers. Mm-hmm. This demo is gonna be strongly reliant on us loving this main character. Like I feel that EA thinks that's established already. Like I think EA it's going to kind of start, okay, we're continuing with what we you saw a little bit of before uh, with this character who we know you're all now madly in love with. Do you remember like, his name? Not really. Uh, no, Star see, Killer. See something. Cade Case Caesar something. It starts is Caesar. Caesar. It's something. It starts, no, it's But that's what I mean, Joe. I was like, we're not attached to that character. I, I yeah. feel like there are yeah. many games that I like a lot and do not care one yeah. bit about who I'm playing as. What's the main character of Titanfall 2? I don't, think I don't remember that exactly. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, like about your robot buddy. Because the robot buddy does say your name. You do yeah. have a name. I do forget. Yeah. Shepard. <laughs> I got you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Prepare for Titanfall, Shepard. Yeah. I mean, there's not much to say besides, like, they're going to show Star Wars Jedi. It's going to be cool. We'll be talking about it post E3. It's right? going to look great. Yeah. 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 That, that is one thing we don't have to worry about at all, is it is going to be maybe the prettiest Star Wars game we've ever seen. What do you think the release date will be? November? It's uh, November. Yeah, Brad, yeah, you nailed yeah, it yeah, first yeah. try. Yep, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Bethesda, who is, is doing a press conference again this year. Uh, I think the, these two games are going to headline it, Doom Eternal and Wolfenstein Youngblood. Uh, those were both announced last year. They were brand new announcements, uh, still unreleased. Oh, Youngblood imminent, uh, July 26th is a re- release for that. Uh, Doom Eternal still 2019. So both these games coming out this year. I just like, hey, Sick. spend your hour on those two games. What a, what a weird... What a weird position Bethesda is in. It's right. like bizarre. Yeah. Because you're right. They have they have Youngblood and, and Doom Eternal, both of which I personally think look fantastic. 
And then you've got, like, things that are, like, running in the background, but presumably Starfield? doing quite well. Like Elder Scrolls Online, right? Oh, right. Sure. Yeah. New uh, expansion, right? Right. So you, you've, got, you've got those two things. And then you just have, like... The train wreck that was Fallout seventy six, just like yeah, the garbage seeping into the press conference. And it's like, like it's like a weird yeah mixture of things. It's a weird mixture of feelings. I think even that um their mobile game turned out the Elder Scrolls mobile game turned out raw trash. Too. Right, right, right. Blades. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, boy, I, I, never I don't know. About I don't know it. how yeah. you get out and because you gotta. How do you how do you wrangle all of those things and address them? And have that be smooth. Will they address Fallout in any way? Do you think, dude? That's what I'm wondering. I never, I didn't think about that until this very moment. Will Fallout 76 be mentioned at the Bethesda like, E3 that was 2019 press conference? Disaster on every single front of that game. Everything. I think you got to skip it. Like giving out those, like those, yeah. those bags or whatever that were trash. Yes. Like they were not like canvas all where they're supposed to be. You got to swallow your pride. You got to, got to just not bring it. I, that's yeah, what but, I would but do. But is I don't that, know if is they that really will. the right call? Because they're gonna talk to people at E3. They're gonna be interviews. Mm-hmm. And then if they don't mention Fallout seventy six at all, like they're trying to promote their new thing, and then the interviewer's like. Hey, so what are you guys doing with Fallout? Yeah. That's going to come up. I know. I'm positive because, like, I'm sure when it launched, before they they saw everybody hating their game, they had a roadmap. I'm sure they expected to support this game for more than one year. Oh, my God. They were so confident in how they were talking about this game. So there has to be plans somewhere. I don't know if they've dropped them yet or not. I think it's a good bet that they actually will talk about Fallout 76 in this. I would just tell them not to. I would advise them not to, but I think they're going to. (sighs) Ben's got a really good point, though. You get you, It's an elephant in the room. You have to address it. Do, <laughs> you know? uh, similarly, does EA address Anthem? I think EA is going to go heavy on Anthem, too. I bet they're going to oh, see like, yeah. some Oh, yeah. I'm sure there'll be mm-hmm. some. Yeah. Now's the time to let everybody know. You got yeah. this venue. You got people there that can demo and talk about it. Talk about their, you know, tweet for how s- fun it is. For some reason, I'm less confident that EA would lean into Anthem than Bethesda would lean into Fallout. Yeah, really? Yeah. That's a weird thing to say, I think. But... I mean, Anthem is behind on its updates. It's behind on its roadmap, so it might not be the best time to say more is coming, right? Mm-hmm. When you right. Haven't, like caught up to what you were promised already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what if you're if you're not ready to say anything? Like, what can you really get out there and champion with Anthem? <sighs> I wonder if Bethesda's just gonna be like, look, we're looking forward into the future. We're looking past that. We're going to Starfield, Elder Scrolls Six. Mm-hmm. That's where we're focused on right now. Cause yeah, it is doing Doom. And Machine Games is doing Wolfenstein. Yeah. So it's like no, I mean, it's like Bethesda publishing them, as far right. as I'm aware. And I think they just kind of lean heavy on those two games. Yeah. Because like they look good. awesome. Yes. Or mm. or we get the whole revamp initiative. You know, just this. Uh, we heard you with Fallout 76. Oh, no. Jones, Jones, when they did good that, good news, everybody. They good gave selling this. They gave. We're, we're turning this ship around. Okay. How? I'm the, how? Yes. I didn't make this video game. You're talking right now. I've never played a minute of it. <laughs> But I, I could see them doing it. I could see them taking this opportunity. They got their press conference and being like, okay. I think. You know, what if it was good, though? Yeah. You know, like that. With a quest. That kind of maybe, a trailer. I don't know what you add, man. The number one thing I do not think I can handle. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think I can just sit there and swallow it is if Todd Howard comes out and be, is cute about it. Yes. I can't handle Todd Howard being cute about this video game. Like, I read on the internet right, that our like, games have bugs. If he says that, <laughs> I'll, I'll turn it off. So we went on that country <laughs> road, and it was a little bumpy. Like, I, I, I can't will, I will handle unplug it. our Ethernet, yes, so none of yes, us can watch yes, that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'll run out of the room and just... Boss, boss uh, is in the router room freaking out right now. <laughs> Somebody stop. Uh, 
a bumpy ride. I bet they'll have new stuff for it, but they will not acknowledge any of the problems that happened before. And it won't be playable at E3. Sure. Yeah. You will not be able to touch the new content well, coming to Fallout 76. It's not playable now, so. No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Here's 500 Adam. For all of you. <laughs> they did that. They actually did that. You can't even like buy anything in the store for $5. Maybe you could buy like a floor plan or something. Mm-hmm. God. Actually, I don't want to move on yet. Bethesda is big. I mean, like, is there anything else that we might see an announcement of? Like brand new? No. Yeah. I mean. Or maybe like a mobile the, game. The, the thing is, is like, it's kind of balancing your expectation of like, okay, they said... Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six are in the distance. Right, I don't and think we'll see them at E3. Yeah, but yeah. like, is there a chance that we see anything? Do they talk about it? Like, it, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. they could show a concept of what Starfield is. I guess. Sure. Uh, Tango GameWorks is still working on something. Right. They're usually uh, three years apart from their games, so I don't ac- honestly within? expect to see an announcement until yeah, Evil Within three. one to two. There's a three year gap. Three for humor. Uh, yeah, they're working on something. I bet like another horror game that isn't mm, titled maybe, Evil Within. But yeah, I bet we won't see that till next year because I think they'll probably want to do another announce to release same year. So I don't know. I don't. I, I really yeah, don't. I think two years isn't two games is enough for the rest of the year for them probably. Yeah. I also just really, for the record, I just love the position that Doom Eternal and Wolf Inside Youngblood are in. We all know what they're about. Mm-hmm. You know, in the in the in the, the case of Doom, we've seen you know a, a fair amount. Like we know the fun stuff. We know there's definitely going to be more. They've teased a couple other things. I just love that going into E3. It's kind of like where we are with Jedi Fallen Order, where we're yeah. like we know enough to be interested, you yes. know, and to know that the next thing we see is probably going to be a blowout. You know, right. It's probably going to be something big. Um, like when we're talking about Microsoft, we're going to be like, what if, what if, what if the yeah. whole time? And yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Banjo! <laughs> and yeah. I don't really have that feeling with Bethesda. I don't have what if, what if, yeah. yeah. Do we do we know what Arcane is working on? Mm. No. They could do Dishonored 3 or probably maybe something brand new. I'm I don't not, know how well Dishonored 2 did. That's I'm not thing. sure. It did great reviews-wise. You're right. They might need to work on a new franchise. Oh, yeah. man, I love Dishonored. Heck but like, if, the, they, the, if I mean, they're the stoked, yeah. You'd, you'd pray as well. Oh, right. Yeah, pray. Yeah, and so, like, uh, what they announced, like, the Moon DLC for Prey last mm-hmm. year. Was that an announcement? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, so Youngblood is, like, yeah, it's, it's I think, a fully-fledged game, but it costs $30. They, they With the price point, uh, put created an expectation there. So, they yeah, maybe we might see more add-ons to games that already exist that have a shorter uh, development mm-hmm. cycle. That'd cool. be cool. Yeah. Evil Within gaps, 2 baby. DLC, it's actually happening. You, were, mm-hmm. you did it. That Evil Within That'd 2 be DLC. Incredible. That would be too nuts. Evil Within Youngblood. Mm-hmm. Hey. hey. If it's standalone, hey, if it's standalone, go for it. Oh, man. I'll, yeah. yeah. I'm there. Go nuts. Cool. Uh, it is now time for Love and Respect. Love and Respect. Um, okay. Uh, uh, okay. Current events. Sup, allies? Sup. 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 <laughs> Sony announced that their new PlayStation Productions, yeah. which will be producing TV film projects based on their PlayStation video game franchises, a Twisted Metal show was announced today. Mm-hmm. I was wondering... What games the allies would like to see turn into a TV series or movie? I suggest a Parappa the Rapper movie, because when Jet Baby can fly, she flies forever. <laughs> All love and respect, Mark Paris. This happened? A Twist Metal show yeah. was announced? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. That's kind of why I picked this. Is like, that's insane. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. How crazy is that? Dude. Wait, Jones, are you excited for this? Oh, I'm so excited. Mm. Oh, dude, I, I, wanted, I wanted them to do a Twist Metal movie forever. Okay, but a TV Especially series. after, like, Black. 
It's just like yes. Yeah. Okay, Jones, help me with this. Tell a TV me, series is weird. Tell <laughs> me about tell me about the pilot. Tell me about episode three, and then tell me about the season finale of uh, of <laughs> season one. Uh, what do you do with this? Okay, so it's all it's about this tournament. So you have to have somebody. Well, think about it like Mortal Kombat. You think about like all you know. You have this this tournament that happens, and you have other okay. people that are invested. Some people are lifers. They're like, I'm hundreds of years old. I've been in this tournament forever. You have some people like Johnny Cage. We're like, no, no, I'm just a normal guy who's good at you know fighting, and and you know I want to I want to beat these other people. I want to be good. You know, I want to be known for winning this tournament. Um, Johnny has so, powers, but okay. so the first the, your first episode is last year's tournament. The first episode is the aftermath. You see this tournament. You see the person who wins. They get screwed. Rude hardcore because that's what Calypso likes to do. He likes to, ah, ah, yep. uh, you know, um, you know, watch careful the wording, like Kyle with bets, and then uh and then <laughs> then we meet the character, then we meet your 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 protagonist who is gonna be involved in this, but doesn't necessarily know a lot about it. So you're using this as this person as your exposition funnel, where like this person's going and meeting people that are you know competitors in this race. Who's the normalist twisted metal character? Uh when I thought thought of the movie, I thought of uh, I'm trying to think he's the guy. He's a guy who has like the Mad Max car in, in the first Twisted Metal. Okay. It's like Outsider or something. Sure. I can't remember his name, but it was he, oh. he didn't really have an identity. I think it was like an undercover cop in one game or something. Yeah, there like, was a cop. There's cops um, in the game. Is, there is, is a police officer yeah. in the first game is as Twister well. Is Twister the indie car driver? Yes. She was cool. She's not gonna make it out alive, dude. Okay, so she's not a main character. Mm, no, I don't think she's featured I as think much. Jones right. Like, like they could do. You're kind of di- you're digging into Calypso. You're trying to find yeah. out who Calypso is because yes. there is this in- imminent tournament that is coming to Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, somewhere. Oh, so I don't even have a wish. I just want to. I want to take Calypso down. Well, your wish is to take down Calypso. And some people have tried in yes. the games before. That's been their thing. I'm here for you, Calypso. Uh, and and then the last. Yeah, if you have ten episodes, seven, eight, nine, ten are all the tournament. Nice. Maybe seven, eight, nine are the tournament. Tens the Fallout. Mm-hmm. Does Sweet Tooth speak? Yes, he's talked a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he's giggling and okay. laughing and he's shouting talked a through, lot, his, man. through the loudspeaker. Giggling and they laughing. They might make him more like black, like just more psychopath killer. I, I feel sure. like the tone of the show is going to be black. Yeah. Be Probably. kind of fun if Calypso's not actually a part of the tournament. Like, like, or, uh, uh, t- uh, Sweet, Sweet Tooth. Tooth? Yeah. So, like, Calypso's like, I've had enough of you, dude. You're crazy. And he, Sweet Tooth just keeps, you know. I think you save that. I think the Sweet Tooth it. reveal is valuable. And I no, do think man. you save it. You mm. do the Dark Tooth reveal. Sweet Tooth's dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reveal, dude. I'm going to kill my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you start with Sweet Tooth, there's not a lot of. There's, not, there's, there's nowhere to go. There's going to be Mr. Grimm. 100% they're going to have him. They'll probably the have Axel going in there, something like that. Does Axel translate to the screen? Sure. This is going to be a goofy show. It's got to be goofy. This is oh, yeah. got to be goofy. It's got to oh, yeah. be goofy, man. Very Twisted Metal top. is goofy. Um, okay, but. so what other sh- what other PlayStation franchises are ripe for television? I think they could do Infamous with like the superhero craze. And like Ooh. it could just be like a CW show pretty much. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You, you say it as that's disparaging. It's I'm like, just saying, like, there's the formula for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, show the executives, like, Arrow, Flash, and, like, all this shit. Like, yeah. we're going to make one like this. Guys named Cole. Yeah. They Actually, could do Cole or they could do Delson. I would do Delson because Delson has friends. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Delson. no. Cole has, had a friend. Zeke. Oh. Yeah. All right. Clearly I, didn't play. I did not play one or two. What? No, I just played, okay. Just okay. played uh, Second Son. Okay. Hmm. I woefully missed that franchise as well. That yeah. was a. A blind spot in my gaming knowledge. Dude, uh, awesome. I think you could do a cool Horizon show. Yeah, that that sounds high budget. Yeah, that sounds high way, budget. Way too early too. With the you know Horizon Two coming, I don't know if that's if you're gonna want to mess with having two people in your mind as that character. 
Uh, but the backstory of Horizon is so good. I would, make it, I would make it. Yeah, I mean, it could take place close to present day. Oh, you know, all the audio logs you're Flesh listening that to. that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. There's, you could make a really good show with Horizon. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, obviously. What? What do you mean, obviously? Cra- Crash animated series? Has he you talked kidding me? Before? Uh, I, yes, I saw him talking in a clip of like a Skylanders show. Oh. He had an Australian accent. Really? Yeah. Sick. That makes sense. He's a bandicoot. Yeah. Uh, still hoping for Sly Cooper some way. They had yeah. that movie announced that like never happened mm-hmm. or anything like that. Because Ratchet's kind of run its course. They had a movie. Well, yeah. Ratchet yeah. was in theaters. You know, like I don't. Dude, I'm surprised. Did, did they anyone went see back. that movie? I did bet not. Huber Dude, did. Of course, Huber did. I don't think Huber's seen it. No, actually. I don't think. Dude, Huber's we should seen watch it. that. Yeah. Whoa. They put cu- they put cutscenes from the movie in the game in the reboot. Oh, really? Yeah, so yeah. I've seen a bunch of the movie. Okay. We've too much seen it. I've seen too much. I've seen too much of that movie. Hmm. Twist Metal's so funny, though. Wow, I completely missed that news. You're still on it. Well, Fury Road, man. Yeah, give me crazy stunts. Give me crazy, crazy car combat. Give me, give Jones, me fuel, I don't think fire, this is going to be me. as good as Fury Road. No, <laughs> but I mean... the right <laughs> word to say, though. Now I'm intrigued. But I mean, you know, even... Uh, it was still just a spectacle of a film. Mm-hmm. But you take out acting and story and, you know, like, there's still a lot in Fury Road to yeah. appreciate. Um, and so it would be... It, it, it would be fun if it's something... I'm looking forward to a documentary explaining, like, the challenges that they had, you know, with car combat. Like, what, what elements of this is real? What elements are CG? What parts, you know, what explosions are real versus animated? The budget, man. That mm-hmm. budget's got to be crazy. Yeah, which is why there's going to be a lot of people like leaning on cars, having conversations. I feel like we don't want Uncharted, right? We don't want that movie. We don't want that show. The problem that I'm running into with a lot of these series is like I would want the show and the game, and a lot of these I just want the game. Yes. Like the storytelling yeah. is like good enough in the game that I anything else would feel. I mean, I think we all just want the game. Right, right. I'm just everything. saying, like, I'm trying to think of something, like, like Castlevania is a good example, where it's like, okay, I have an attachment to this, I really care about this series, but because these games came out at a time, like, the storytelling just wasn't there, and so there's a lot of flexibility to really fresh, flesh out these characters and present them in an interesting way. I'm trying to think of something like that, where it, like, could really benefit from this new interpretation. Ninja Gaiden. Let's go. I know yes. it's not. It's, not Sony. Yeah, it's not yeah. Sony, but they can work out the yeah, deal. Let's go. <laughs> no, it's kind of interesting because, like, I, I, uh, I am hard on Sony's franchises. You know, I think that like PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale uh, looked dumb because it's just like, oh, you have to like, you are really thin here. You know, I love Rap the Rapper, but mm. I just don't think they have like a stable of strong franchises. Uh, they recently had their investor meeting, um, investor day. Uh, in which they showed what uh, it was: God of War, Last of Us, and Uncharted are basically their three biggest franchises right mm-hmm. now, each selling over ten mil or whatever. Um, and it's pretty crazy to see them at that point. Those are their franchises. These pretty serious, like mm-hmm. non-silly, non-goofy, like straight. Well, I don't know. I, I'm thinking of Last of Us when I say those, like pretty serious. Right. But yeah, God of War is serious at this point. Uh, Uncharted less so. But it's not. Uh, it's not Nintendo's top three franchises. It's not Microsoft's top three franchises. It, mm-hmm. Like those three games do have like a common thread to them, um, and so yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's 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 weird. Twisted Metal is the one they pick first, isn't it? Yeah, it is kind of a weird pick. It's been a long time since we heard Twisted Metal too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there are a lot. Kind of going off what you're saying though, there are a lot of franchises they could have picked where we would have said the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, it's weird that they picked that one. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, I think they're smart not to touch Last of Us, not to touch Uncharted, not to touch God, God of War. Right, because it's yeah. like they, they announced a God of War TV show, and it's just like, well, no, I'm just waiting for the, the new the game. game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Fun question. Jones sounds like you're more excited for that Twisted Metal. Oh show yeah, I'm than all over any that. Of the ones that we came up with. <laughs> Spoiler mode, just me. <laughs> no, I'm in, dude. After our last in. episode, I'm yeah. In. All I'm right, in, right, all right. Dude, I loved Twisted Metal back in the day. Except three, three sucked. Uh, one one final thing. Sure. Uh, curious if they because they did like a little comic book, but like since Spider Man was such a smash, I'm curious to see how Marvel treats that version of Spider Man. Like there's a little nod to him in in, uh, in Spider Verse. Um, you know, if you like look really carefully, like oh yeah, there's the suit. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but it'd be interesting if like and especially considering this was Peter, you know, very late in his life. Typically for Spider Man, you could you could do like a, a prequel series. You could do something. Sure. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like uh, Spider Verse Spi- Sweatpants Spider Man is like, hey, take notes. Let's, let's just play a game as that guy. Yeah, <laughs> like he's just a uh, little best man, dude. I don't know. It's it's not Sony like first party, but I would be so down for a Yakuza show if they like had the right tone I mean, for the show. <laughs> the Yakuza games are kind of a show. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, dude. It worked. Yeah. Oh wow. The fights would be cool, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Absolutely. heat action, yeah. dude, in the show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Of course, way down. Uh, advice time, here we go. <sighs> Hello, Easy Allies. I just bought and played My Pet Chimp for the DS. And cool. I gotta say, not very fun. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Next <laughs> question. <laughs> <laughs> Every time at GameStop or a used game store, I always leave with a strange game I've never heard about, hoping to find a gem. It's been a year since I found anything good, and I'm starting to lose hope. Mm. <laughs> since the panelists are game experts, I gotta ask. What should I look for when browsing the thousands of random games at a used game store to increase my odds of finding a hidden gem? Thanks in advance. Dog friending. Dog it's friend. hard to know what perspective this this person is. I'm disappointed that from. they're looking for gems. You know, there's your first mistake. Because <laughs> like, do they want to walk into the store and be like, okay, the only resources that I can use are what is presented in the store? Yes. That's very different than being like, okay, I'm gonna watch stuff online and see and like oh this looks promising don't do that my advice is like don't don't look online because if somebody's already if it's just like there's already like a peanut butter gamer episode about that game right right, right 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 it's, it's not a hidden gem but there, there, believe, like, there are enough Jeez. games out there where there's not like widespread youtube coverage of it yeah but you can still watch a youtube video and it could still be underreported on you can mm-hmm. still love it like I, Why not use those resources? <laughs> I do feel like there was a low chance of my pet chimp being a gem. You know what? Of course sounds, you would say that. It yes. sounds cool. Like, that sounds no, like it does I'd not. I'd be like, dude, my pet chimp? No. Like, am I going to buddy up with no. this chimp and beat up dudes? I hate chimps. No. Why? Chimps are dumb. <laughs> you hate chimps? I hate chimps. They're sick. What's what is there to hate? They're, they're, they're nasty, nasty, man. If it's a DS title with my in the... T- yeah. you get, run, run, Ooh, run, run. That's run. a good tip. Get out of there. Skip most my games. I would say that's a fair tip. Dude, go to the PS2 library, man. Mm-hmm. There's so many games. I do. I want to say this. Pay attention to the user interface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if if it's Ugh. got a, if it's got like trash tier, they put in the most generic user interface possible. A lot of Wii games fall into this. Mm. You're not gonna have a good time. Yeah, uh, I feel like Ben. I'm trying to think of a, a, a game that has bad UI, but you're right. Yeah, man, it's just like it's just a, it's a red flag. We'll say right. Um, uh, one thing I want to recommend. I know this sounds crazy. Is licensed games, because here's what I really like about licensed games: <laughs> they got their world figured out. 
They got it all figured out. They have their characters figured out. They got their music figured out. They have but their they environments figured out. they mess up those elements. Like, they may have them, but the reason people don't like licensed games is because they don't do it justice. Sure, sure, sure. So I say hop into a licensed game you don't care about. Oh. So, yeah, just like, okay, this is some Nick Jr. show? Fine. They got their <laughs> characters figured out. I'm in, you know? Uh, this is your method. This is my method, right. It's it's like, I did not care about G-Force the movie. I don't care if they disparage the what... But you the love that do, game. But I love that game. Hmm. You, this is this is life hacks. But it's yeah. a tip. It's a tip. If you're at a like, give it a second look. Don't so much. Don't makes skip sense over now, like yeah. Ant right. Bully. You see Ant Bully. Don't look at it. <laughs> give it a shot. <laughs> like I don't care if Ant Bully is turned into a bad adaptation. Like yeah. who cares about Ant Bully? Yeah. But it might be a cool game. You know, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yes, Pick it dude. Up. Yes. <laughs> you know what's surprisingly interesting, Brad? What? Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith for the Nintendo DS. Oh, there we go. Really interesting art style. It was hmm. really interesting little, seeing little sprites of like Anakin and, and Obi Wan and, hmm. and uh, just that stylistically, I was like, oh, I appreciate that. Cool. Somebody from the ground up, like drawing Anakin Skywalker. Was like, this cool. for uh, the retro, or did you just play that? Um, I, I I included it in the retro for a hot second mm. and played it. More than I needed to. Cool, cool, Jones. Because uh, yeah, it was just once it was out of the capture unit, it was just in the DS on my desk. I was like, yeah, sure. Do you <laughs> do you think there's any merit in picking something that has that you've never heard of but has a high number to it? <laughs> something right? Because it's like it's a sequel. It's of like, like it's, it, I've never heard of this, but it yeah. got to this point. Cooking they Mama made eight. seven yeah. of these. <laughs> yeah, I do think there's some merit to that. I'm th- Look for high numbers. <laughs> Look for high numbers. Look for high numbers. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, you can tell some games are going to be boring. You can honestly sniff it out. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like never judge a book by its cover, but like you know what you like. And you, if you look at the back and see things, like it's it's obvious. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why you got my pet <coughs> champ. It really bothers me. Actually, at GameStop, DS games are not in boxes, so you, presumably you're just you looking at the, the cartridge. cartridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It really kills the joy of like... <laughs> browsing games when you're just like staring through that glass looking at the tiny cartridges being like what mm-hmm. what is that? it's not fun yeah cool those are our tips sick good luck good luck out there good luck good luck I mean it I mean a year with no with no hits is is rough you gotta rethink your picking also methods. We, we need that list I need that update I wanna know yeah, every single one us. of those games that didn't didn't pan out they're gonna get G4s I wanna know when it flips I wanna know when you get one right too okay uh, Total War Three Kingdoms will be released on Thursday, May 23rd. How many user reviews will it have on Steam at this point next week? Is this a question about Total War? Three what Kingdoms? is this? Did I not say Total War Three Kingdoms? You did. I was. I, we're changing topics to Total War Three Kingdoms. I didn't know if this was a... Did I, I said time for bets. Did I not? I was I too smooth? Time for bets. Time for bets. I was with you, man. It's I, time I was for with bets. you. I was ready. I got card. There's a way that it's supposed to be done. We don't have the in for the lights. It's just... Why bother? <laughs> We used to have lighting changes. It used to it used to flame up in here. It didn't say that thing. Flame up. <laughs> flame on. J- Jones. What do you think, dude? How many user reviews? 80. Oh. I don't know. So you think this game is going to bomb? No, I just think I, I like it's it seems like a deep game. I don't think this is going to be something people are going to be turning around with that user review right away. Oh, people don't need. <laughs> yeah. No, I know that's not. I know. I know. I would say but fewer than one percent of people finish the game before their user review. Okay, eighty is your bet, man. That's Black my teammate right, right there. there. Okay, Ben. Uh, yeah, Steam reviews are hard to gauge. I don't know how many they're going to be, but I, I put seven hundred thirty-three. Nice, Brad. Uh, I have no idea about Steam reviews. Also, I don't really check them out, so I said eighty. Also, 
What? There's, yeah. Brad, there's no way. There's a way. What? There's no <laughs> way. Yeah. 80, baby. How did you and Jones both fall in 80, the most unlikely possible number? Because we're both winners, dude. <laughs> we're going to lose yeah. this so hard, Brad. No, I can't you're going to win. I know it. Uh, <laughs> 1,602 is my bet. Let me you think people are going to 1,600? When I did mine, I was bet. like, I should have gone higher. And now I'm seeing 80? Yeah, because, uh, I don't know, every time I don't bring up that game, there is 80 people who are mad at me in the comments. Exactly! Yeah. That's yeah. all of them! Yeah. <laughs> it definitely has a sizable audience! <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do I think just... last week might be the last time we talk about Total War Three Kingdoms. It may, it may never come up on the podcast again. No, it will. Yeah, you're right. Somehow it will. Bloodworth. Um, uh, last week's bet was about the Game of Thrones finale. Oh. We wanted to bet on viewership how many viewers it would have oh, uh, yeah. because the penultimate episode had 18.4. Uh, Huber bet the finale would have 21 million. Damiani said 21.5 million. I said 21 million. Jones, what was it? 19-something? Uh, yeah, 19.3. Good yeah. job, Jones. So both Huber and I got a point. Ooh. Yep. Um, do you think it? they expected a bigger bump? 18.4 to 19.3. You're getting you know, close to a mil. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like once Huber and I talked it through. We're like, "Oh, Damiani's gonna win. It's probably gonna spike." Finales usually spike hard, and this was kind of just like, yeah. still Aww. a record for HBO. Congratulations, you did a good job. Uh, <clears throat> you did a job. You got it done. <laughs> you did the job. You got it done. You made money. Uh, it, it that means aired. losing. It in aired. <laughs> Uh, that brings our totals to Scrappy Little Pigs 11. Uh, Gorgeous Gorillas 10. Uh, let me tell everybody about patreon.com slash easy allies. That would oh. be... What? Yeah. Does that sound good? Oh, yeah. That's a good sounding URL. Uh, that'd be the website you go to <laughs> if you want to support the Easy Allies. Find out the types of things we do and the types of things we can do for you. Listens, listeners of this podcast would like to probably note that. Hey, if you give $5 or more a month, you can submit to Love and Respect and Glenny's Cauldron. But also, you get this podcast two days early, Wednesdays as opposed to Fridays. Uh, uh, ben, you are in Ooh. the Huber seat, so you and I are going to have to draft. Res- oh, hold on a second. Oh, oh man. Here we go. Uh, Complications. No, I just got an IM for Carcerara. Oh, what? I think you blocked them. <laughs> he, fi- he keeps finding a way. He get, like, makes up a new username. Dude, we need to IP ban him. So he says he's excited to have the four lowercase letters in his game. He's like really pumped about that. I'm going all caps and I'm not looking back in his game. I don't care. You can't. I you're, think you can't use lowercase. Four, you're forced into lowercase. Do you think Kazarar oh, okay, uses, fine. That's fine. uses a Zune and like tells everybody about it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very, hips, very hipster, very proud of that, you know? I actually had a friend that used a Zune. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't know anyone that had a Zune except him. Okay. Uh... <laughs> How long did that person use the Zune for? Years. Years? And I was just like, it was like... Was it a matter of pride? I think it was like a mistake, and they <laughs> knew it, but they just that's just what they had. <laughs> they were just doing the best of what they had. Okay. You know what? Yes. I had like a Sony mini-disc player that was kept around Dude, for way too long. Dude, mini-disc Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. I had a, a juke for my cell phone that I kept on for too long. Like, I get that. I absolutely get that. Um... Uh, ben, we get to ro- draft rights and responsibilities. Uh, final word, uh, video you want to promote, Twitter handle, sign off. Go ahead and take first pick. I'll do video you want to promote. Cool, I'll take final word. What else is there? Uh, Twitter, Twitter handle and sign off. Uh, I'll do sign off. Oh, okay, well, I am at Kyle Bossman. 
haven't tweeted in quite a while. Maybe I'll muster up the courage to do it soon. Um, video you would like to promote? Uh, this last week, we just premiered the Devil May Cry retrospective. Ah, Jones was like hoping was for it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot of time was spent on that. And I'm really happy with how it turned out. And I think even if you don't care about Devil May Cry, I think it's a fun video that, yeah, we don't, we don't get to do things like that too often. And so when we do, it's kind of exciting. So, yeah, check that out. Uh, for my final word, I have to make an apology. Uh, very early in this podcast, I generalized Europe because I didn't want to call out an individual country. And then I did a gen generic European accent where I'm like, what accent represents Europe? And I have to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it went to that. When we were talking, we were talking about like uh, remember this. sexual standards, right? Sure. And the father who is proud to show how he's pleasured that woman to his child. Right. He had he had a generic. <laughs> Why do you say it the weirdest way? <laughs> Why do you say it the weirdest way? <laughs> he had a generic European accent uh -huh. that I was like, they'll never be able to place this. No one could be individually uh, offended because I didn't call anyone out individually. Right. But I realize in saying European and making a generic accent equally is offensive. Yeah. I'm just as bad as that dad who is rotating the analog sticks and making eye contact with his child. Worse. <laughs> Worse even. Why do you have to spin He it did like that this? in the comfort of his own home. <laughs> Give this dad a break, dude. <laughs> ben, go ahead and sign us off. Sophie is our supreme ruler. Sexy.